to this niggun. This niggun is a niggun by, uh, this is a niggun by Rav Yitzchak Ginsburg, a beautiful, beautiful niggun, Rav Yitzchak Ginsburg, that we love in our house. And I have the privilege of singing it uh, for him many times. And it's his niggun. It's very meditative, very repetitive, but it's exactly what we're here for. Yom Shabbos Menucha Me'eino Lam Haba 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 Yom Shabbos Menucha Need stronger harmony, guys. Da-da-dai, dai, da-da-da
פעם הבאה, יום שבת מנוחה. אין עיניי למבט, יום שבת מנוחה. מעין עולמבט, יום שבת מנוחה. מעין
Kenneth Brothers. Welcome, everybody. And today we're going to continue to learn. We'll continue to learn today. Le'ibu Nishmas Nachman Yerachmiel Ben Aryeh Leib. Ben Yehuda. <laughs> okay, because I think he's named after his Nachman's father. Yeah, okay. His father is Avram. His father is Avram Avinu. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. So, I want to do it. Baruch Hashem. Um, we're gonna, there's, there's, a, there's a theme throughout all the tires of Rib Shlomo that we see mainly on Purim. We see mainly on Purim. A very interesting theme. But you see it throughout the whole, the, the whole concept of how he, how he looks at the whole world of Torah. It's a very special thing. And we've learned this before. There's two types of Torahs in the world. There's the Torah of the moment and there's the Torah of always. And we need both. We need both. In a nutshell, the Torah of the moment is that I have to be ready for something new to come and take completely, like, take me to a whole other dimension. But if I'm relying on that for my Yiddishkeit, I'm in a bad, that's, a bad, that's a bad news. That's, that's not good. Because the Torah of always is the Torah that's of something that's always there. No matter what. Always there. I mean, you could just do this on a very Pashat level. If you take that, that Indian into like Zivug, and you say, listen, I'm the Torah of the moment, Yid. That means every moment I have to be completely excited by something new. Atzlach <laughs> Atzlach Araba. Torah always is. There's got to be some. There's got to be some infinite kedusha in that which is always in the Torah always in what I have on a constant level, consistency. But the beautiful, the most beautiful, like um, way of bringing it all together, is when it's both together. Is when always and moment is is one. Is when the the the, the new is always and the always is new, right? So in the Gemara, in Shabbos, and it's brought in the Yerushalmi also, and in Brachas, I think, we have a statement that's called Shabbos is Kviya Vekaima. You've heard that concept before, right? Shabbos is Kavua Vekayam. It doesn't sound more permanent and always than that, right? Kviya Vekaima. That's like marriage. Kviya Vekaima. Does it bring a smile into your face, right? <laughs> Should be. Brought one to you. Uh, to uh, your face. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Maybe if I would understand the words. Kavua v'kayam, always. It's always, it's permanent. Permanent. So what we're going to see today, I, I honestly, I started transcribing this late last night and finished it early this morning. And this is only 10% of a much longer piece that was given over in 1977. So these words, again, were never learned before, 40, 44 years old. And I think it's a bit such a schuss to learn this with you guys. It's just an amazing thing. So as I always say with Rib Shlomo stuff, if you think that you, sh- you can l- understand it better by reading along, because it's in English, it, it, it defeats the purpose. Because it's, it's, it does exactly the opposite. So that's why I'm always, I always ask the Chavra, stick with us as we learn, as we learn word by word, note by note over here. I think we're going to tap into something very, very special. But please keep in mind this concept of Shabbos is, is Kviya Vekaima. The Shabbos is Kavua Vekayam. Okay. Okay. Ruven, here's a chair. Ah, come, Ruven. Come. Shkoyen. Shiloh. Big schluss. 
<coughs> okay, this is this is good. This is really heaven. This is so deep. This is so so deep. We should have a, a big sad dishmaya to understand what he's talking about over here. It's so deep. The the papers what the pages went around? Pesach you have? You, okay. Israel you have? Okay. What does it mean that Shabbos is Kviya Vekaima? This is the question that we just brought down. What does it mean that Shabbos is Kviya Vekaima? What do these words mean? Kavua Vekayam. Kviya Vekaima. So a person lives on two levels. One is on the level of the moment, holy excitement, where something new is happening. Then there is the holiness of always. So we kind of described that, Nachon. Just to give a little bit of a, of a context of what this means. When we spoke about it regarding Purim, I said this, this concept comes in on Purim, right? So, Pesach, you probably know this better than anyone. What's, what's, what's the Torah of Purim? Is it the, the, the moment or the always? That was the moment. And it's also the, but it's also the always. So, on the outside, it seems like it's, it's the always. Because I don't do anything, but I don't have to. There's no shvisas melacha. I don't. I don't get just up Shabbos. I may get just up differently. I don't get just up Shabbos dick. And basically, you know, if it's the Torah of the moment, then what do I have to give a person on the level of the Torah of the moment? Some extravagant gift. We always bash this Beverly Hills Shalach Manus, right? <laughs> You ever get, I, I, my father was the chazan of a shul in Beverly Hills, okay? You know what the Sholach Manases look like? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it began in the dining room and ended in one piece oh in the gosh. living room, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Be'etzem, what's Sholach Manas? It's a little, it's a, it's a, it's a Clementina Pelach, right? And a, and a little, like, half, you know, a piece of a cookie that my daughter cooked last night, right? <laughs> to be, to be Yoytze, whatever we call Sholach Manas. Yuri, where are you going? <laughs> I can't Jerry, see. I can't. I can't. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, if you don't sit in now, it's going to be a bad mess. <laughs> so, so you hear, Chavir, let's, let's, let's get back to it. Bless us to finish all the payments we need for our shul. We could actually move in there and not have these problems. Uh, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah. You want to continue like this? So listen, Chavir, listen closely. On Purim, the Torah of the moment means that I realize how holy it is that all the, Torah, that all the Chazal tells me that all I have to give you is an orange peel and a mazonas. Not anything too extravagant. But that always, like, that becomes so amazing. That's the moment. So we live, live kind of like based on these two things all the time. The excitement of something that just happens, extravagant stuff. Or... The always, that this is always there. What's harder to connect to and feel more passionate about? The always. The always, obviously. I don't know, I think the moment's pretty challenging sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it meant, because that's, Purim, you know, we go out of our minds so that we can connect with the moments, because the mind is connected with always, the heart is of the moment. And so on Purim, I start off connected with my mind, I have to do my mitzvahs, I have to hear the Megillah, I have to give Shalach Manas. But then I reach a point in the Suda where it's only just what's happening right now. And that, making that right now forever is the cue. That's, in my opinion, what... Okay, well, let's see how Rib Shlomo develops this for us right now. The secret of Yiddishkeit is that they become one, mamish one. The always, 
And the moment in stira benem, I don't have to choose. It's not like, oh, let's see what I connect to. It's, it's one. Now, what does that mean? The material of always and the material of the moment are one. So imagine if something new happens to me, and then I can make this newness always. This is the highest thing there is. Okay, again, if something new happens to me, but I could kind of figure out a way to make this experience of newness happen all the time, there's nothing greater than that. And he's going to show us in a very practical way, I believe, how us Yidin, how we can get to this place of doing what he just said right now, making the newness always. Making the newness always. Bringing these two ktsavot, these two, how do you say ktsavot? These two edges. Poles and bring them, bring them into one. I want you to know something very deep. On an unholy level, you're only excited about something, it, the first minute, when something happens. The second minute, not so much. Like Reb Shlomo once had a parish, he said, what's holiness? Holiness is if you would be okay with being, doing what you're doing forever. If you'd want to be in where you're at forever, that means you're experiencing a holy moment. What's holy learning? That if while I'm learning, I say to myself, I could be here forever, that makes the learning holy. What's holy davening? If this stops being a malik, the watch. Because I could be here forever. A holy friendship. You understand what he's saying? This is something so beyond. So again, well, this is the point. This is the... Right, we're going we're gonna, to, hopefully, this is where we're being pulled towards. But on, a, on, an, un, on an unholy level, <clears throat> like not Kedusha is, honestly, look at shuls on Friday night and look at shuls Shabbos mornings. <laughs> Do we need a better example? Mamash. We have, we have Baruch Hashem, we, we're doing Givat, but look at shuls Friday night and look at shuls Shabbos morning. Look at shuls when there's a simcha, and look at shuls when right. there's no simcha. 250 people show up, and then... It's a little bit different, because that you go and give cover to someone. I'm saying, well, what, about, what about giving cover to Shabbos? You don't need a simcha for that. That happens always. Simchas don't happen always. Shabbos happens always. Mm-hmm. The holiness of Shabbos is, not, is that not only you're less excited, but you're actually more excited as Shabbos goes along. You see, the way that we have the three meals, what's the highest meal of Shabbos? Shabbos, meaning it's not like Friday night. It's supposed to be this, like, I, I, I get more and more excited as something is happening. Uh, the more you listen to the call of the shofar, it gets more exciting to you. So look what he says here. Every Shabbos, we read the same portion as last year. Is there going to be a chiddush to anybody that Moshe Rabbeinu was put in a basket and then put in the water this Shabbos? Mamish, yes. The question is how. Look what he says here. If you're real, you're blowing your mind. Take the Hasidic Rebbe's. They saw in every word. They saw in every letter things they never saw before. On the level of always, they saw this always. On the level of the moment, this is the first time they're looking at the Torah. That, that's the benefit of being an Amararitz like myself. <laughs> oh, come on. There's so much to learn. That's exactly the point of this. That's exactly where we're going with this. You're right. This is exactly... The more you learn, the more you realize. Just, that you don't know. The more it's you are. Ah, you just, he just messed you up. You already said? No, 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 no. But he said, how do you, how do you have the awareness that you're an Amararitz? 
How, how does someone reach the title of being an Amanaret? Uh, By learning. <laughs> so what are you saying about yourself, Mr. Miller? You're a Talmud Chacham. Okay. <laughs> so the, this, and this is true. Like sometimes I, I, I think about it. It's like what new could actually, like the Tzadik pull out today, right? Then you see Rav Biederman's pounding out. So like, so like, what do you mean? We've looked at it every single year, but this is, this is the concept of the Kedusha of something that's kviya v'kaima, nachon. But when you come in with this, with with the Torah of the moment, you see things in there you never saw before. You experience things you never saw before. But that's all has to do with the outside. I want to I want to go a different direction. Look what he says here: Shalom Bayis, and Hashem should. Oh my God, boy! I don't have to tell you. You could just imagine the stuff that we hear. You just it should be a big zgula for Shalom Bayis right now. Mm-hmm. In all homes, but it's not Amen. Bayis on Shabbos is two things. It's the holiness of always, and it's the holiness of so much newness. What does this mean? This is brilliant. Look at this. What does this mean? When I see something old, meaning something that I already know, I don't need a flashlight. I know it already. I know it already. When something new happens, when someone shows me something new, which I never saw before, I need light to identify, to know where I am. Sometimes I come home late at night and it's dark, but I don't need to turn on the light because I know my way around. So look what he says. Look, listen to what he does with this. Is there anything more always than the house I'm living in? Right? That's, that's probably the most always thing that we're connected to, Right? But on Friday night, my wife kindling the light is telling me, no, 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 no. This is a new house. You need light. We've never seen this house before. What happens to me when I take the Shabbos, it happens to me is that I take the Shabbos Dikr light, we look at each other, and we realize we've never seen each other before. Like, why else do we have to, why do women have to kindle light on Shabbos? For what? He's bringing it, like, this is, this is so they saw this. The secrets of this is the secrets of the world. Saying, what is she doing exactly? She's she the akeret abayit Emma banim smecha is the one that's saying, you think we know each other? You think you know what this is? Gah kavua v'kayam always it's always here, permanent. You live here. You know your way around. Maybe you know your way around during the week, but on Shabbos, on during the week maybe I know my way around. On Shabbos, I need a flashlight because I don't know my way around. This is brand new. I look at my baby. I never saw her before. On Shabbos, I open the Torah. I've never seen anything like it before. Perhaps this is why the Ben Ishchai was saying that one hour of learning on Shabbos is like a thousand hours of learning, or a hundred. I forget what it was, a hundred or a thousand hours. A thousand. Huh? a thousand, right? Equivalent of a thousand hours of learning during the week. Why? <clears throat> because imagine if you're blowing your mind over every letter of the Torah for the first time. That's the learning of Shabbos. Not just the learning of Shabbos, it's the learning of who we are on Shabbos. But now, this is, what, this is why this piece moved me so much, because he's, he's drilling it. He's not letting us... He has no remorse in this piece, put it like this. He's pushing us so to the edge over here of taking such a deep concept into, into a place that... A place that we would... Uh, put it like this. It's easy to kind of take his word for what he's saying until now. More or less easier than what he's about to do. 
when we put the Sefer Torah away Shabbos mornings, the last thing we say is Chadesh Emenu Kedem. And on Pshat level, it doesn't make sense. What do you mean, make my, make my days new like they used to be? Like they were in old time. What does that mean? Make them new like they're old? And really, if you think about it, when I was younger, when I was a child, I was so much more alive. And that's why I think Rav Shlomo also emphasizes the holiness of children, because they're so enamored with the power of the moment. Mm-hmm. And when I'm saying I'm yearning, I'm begging please, please make it be that I can be in the world the way I was when I was a child, when everything was much electrified, new, new, no. fresh, new. fresh. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So now look what he does. C- continue with the kav we were saying before. <coughs> That's all about things that are outside of me. Okay. Continue with what we were saying before and listen to this. I want you to know something very deep. Let's assume I saw one of the greatest paintings in the world, and I thought that I knew what I was looking at, right? I thought I knew it. You know, we have, I don't know if you, many of you can, almost everyone here has been in our home. You know that painting we have right behind our Shabbos table from, uh, you know, from Eliyahu Sukkot, that painting that every single time you look at it, you think that you, you, it's, it, it is crazy. That's a Shabbos Dika painting, because it's always there, and every time, even during the week, you realize there are things in there you never saw before. Like the infinite, most sociopathic, where's Waldo kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like experience. Every single time, right? So he says, okay. So I look at a painting, I look at a certain drawing, and I, oh, you know those people, they go to music, <laughs> they say, hmm, this, it's a big, big avoida to be able to stand as long as you can, stroking, even... If, it's a clean-shaven face, looking in depth and hopping. I know what this is, right? Look what he says. Let's assume I saw one of the greatest paintings in the world and I thought I knew it. Then, the painter himself comes and shown, shows me all the most delicate intricacies and I just blow my mind. So naturally, it's so exciting and so new because the way I look at the painting was like a layman. I didn't even see it. But imagine, when it comes to my own paintings, my own doings, I know everything I did. Now, hold on tight, Chavra. What have we been learning the last three weeks here? Be'erch. We've been learning about Shabbos has this retroactive, it has this kind of like koyach to take what I did during the week and lift it up to a new world. It's the way we kind of learned it was, this is just the Koyach Mitzad, Gdusha's Shabbos. There's some kind of Koyach in it that Hashem shows me how deep what I did was during the week, okay? But I don't really have that much to do with it. It's kind of like I plug into Shabbos and I have this emuna Gevat, amazing. I, boy, B'Sholem, I turn around, take everything with me, Yala, we're getting up here. He's saying this now differently. Again, when it imagines when it comes to imagine when it comes to my own paintings, my own doings, I know everything I did. What's new about it? I did it with my own hands. So Reb Shlomo says, people are ready to admit that what someone else did, what God did, might become new to me at a certain point because it wasn't me. So God could show me that whatever I thought He did was much deeper than my eyes. My eyes saw. Another person come and show me, hey, listen, look at my painting. You thought you understood it. Look, look, look. It's much deeper than what you see. Oh, thank you for pointing it out to me. But what I did with my own hands, there can never be nothing new. Why? Because I'm such a balabas, right? 
I know exactly the kochos of what I've done in the world. We know that statement. This is, this is a statement that Reb Shlomo hated. Because parents that say they know their children is the worst thing in the world you could say. On, on this level. You understand? Oh, about your child, show me. Yeah, it's something new. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that about them. What are you going to... I know everything already about my own ch- I made them. I made them. I raised them. There's nothing new here. And that's horrible. We say that about a lot of things that Kivyocho, we've done, our actions. So the point here is that Shalom was saying when it comes to my own Masayadaim, people can't really tell me, show me anything new about it because I'm, I must know all about it. My nigun. You want to tell me something about my nigun? It's my nigun. What are you talking about? I, I, I composed it. You can something no chiddush. Oh, you want to tell me a story behind your nigun? Oh, I thought I knew your nigun. That's amazing. I thought I knew your nigun. You can tell me a chiddush about your nigun. I'm open to hearing it. I'm open to the newness of something that was always, right? Let's say I had an always nigun in my heart for years, but it was someone else's. Someone comes and tells me, do you know the story behind this nigun? That's why I'm very big on finding out how all these nigunim were composed. It's a very special thing. And then you find out, oh, that's what that nigun, that's what, that was the kavan of that nigun? That's what it meant? I can mekabel that there's newness in the always, something that was always in my life, but about my own nigun, my own always, there's nothing, there's nothing you could show me that I don't know. There's no newness. You hear? You hear what he's saying? Yeah. Well, not what he's saying, what we're saying. Now, when a woman kindles the light on Friday night, and this is hard because most of us are hopefully already in shul by then, or on our way, so we're not there, but COVID definitely opened the, the period of, I remember being around my children when they were lighting with their mother, it's a, wow, what, a, what an amazing thing. What an, what a, do you remember like, during, during the whole Meshagas in the beginning? I don't know if it's the beginning, it seems like it's <laughs> the middle, the end, whatever it is. <laughs> Again, when a woman kindles the light on Friday night, she has to hold her hands against the light. Do you know what that means? Not only what God is doing is new, but what I did with my own hands on Shabbos, I realized I didn't know myself how holy it is. I didn't even know what I was doing. This connects to the Torah of the person that gives tzedakah that we spoke about two weeks ago. I think two weeks ago, right? And only on Shabbos, I realized how infinite that giving of tzedakah was. During the week, whatever, I give tzedakah. How much am I in tune with the infinity of giving tzedakah? So what does this mean now that on Shabbos, that, that moment when my wife goes like this, puts it like this, right? So what, it puts Kedusha into, not that I can do holy acts now, it's that I'm aware, I don't even realize what I've done this past week. I don't even realize... Every, every person in here has learned Torah this past week. Baruch Hashem, at a certain point. But only on Shabbos, I, I get a sense of how much deeper what I learned really was. And all my actions, and all my mitzvahs. Every person in this room has either put on tefillin and tzitzis, hopefully every day this week. But on, but on Shabbos, it excites me because I realize it's so much deeper than I thought it was. I am so much deeper than I thought I was. My actions are so much deeper than I thought than I thought they were. 
This is Kedusha's Shabbos. Through what? The hands of our, of our mothers, of our wives, of our sisters. This is brings, and that's Kabbalah Shabbos, right? Now look what he says here. All week long, I'm not putting my hand on my children's head to bless them. I don't know, maybe you have a different minhag, but usually people give, but, but the truth is, during duchening this morning, I thought about this tire, and I'm like, wow, what does that, what does that say about a koyan, what level he has to be on, right? Because he's doing it every single day. So what is he doing? Look, all week long, I'm not putting my hands on my children's heads to bless them. I look at my hands, and I think to myself, I know what my hands are capable of, but on Friday night, suddenly I realize I don't even know my own hands. So I take my hands, and I'm placing it on my children's kepelach, and I say, maybe my hands can even bless. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> like during the week, I don't have any hasaga of what I could... I say, I could do this much, I could be this, but on Shabbos, I look at and I was like, these... <laughs> These bad boys could actually give brachas? And I go for it. All week long I didn't dance with my feet because I thought I know my feet. I know my shoes. I know my socks. I know my size. Meaning I know Adkan. I can't. I'm not that guy that does those things, right? On Friday night I realize I don't know my feet. So I begin to dance like mad because feet are such a mystery. Why shouldn't I dance with them? I'm not, I'm not bound up by what I thought the extent of what I could do with my life is anymore. I'm not bound. It's, not, it's a different thing. It's a, it's a completely different thing. You know, we spoke about last week, I think it was when Gansha was here, about when you reach these places where you mamish are not aware that anyone's looking at you or you don't care that anyone's looking at you. And then what happens to you? Set my soul free. I'm free. I'm free. Now on Shabbos, he's saying it, I'm doing it a little bit differently. I have a hakara, I have a recognition that <clears throat> I don't even know the things that I have access to, I don't even realize how powerful they really could be. So I look at my body, my feet, my hands, my, and on Shabbos I'm clapping or I'm, I'm brennering. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, right? Or my feet, my feet, that's the big one. That's the big one. I'm, I'm, I just finished a long long piece of Rib Shlomo and Parshas, Ekev. <sighs> the Torah of the, of the heel, the Torah of the feet. It's unbelievable what we can do. And we're all in Ikvisa the Meshicha right now. It's like the feet are playing the role of all roles right now. I realize they're, they're, they're capable of doing much more than I thought I, they could do during the week. They could even lead me into ecstasy. My feet that are usually in the ground, in mud, that is what drives me towards leading me to ecstasy if I let myself dance. Unless it's not your halachic shita, Eli. It's okay. It's okay. There is a shita. There is a shita. Don't, don't. I look at you sometimes like this guy's chalishing that this wasn't his shita. He wishes it wasn't his shita right now, but Baruch Hashem, the beauty of, of, of the shita. So just remember, friends, Shabbos is kviya v'kaima. This always is anew. It's there and it's always. It's very beautiful to meet new people, and it's so beautiful to meet old friends. But imagine if it's all tucked in together. If my old friends become new friends, it's much more beautiful. You hear that? You understand that? If my old friends, if the Torah of always become my new friends, is the Torah of, of the moment, that's the most beautiful thing in the world.
you know, I'm looking around the room right now, even some of us know each other. Um, on, on, it's not, you know, most of us met at a later stage in life besides the whole chamula that you're related to that lives here. Like, no, no, because they're not here. But I'm saying most of us are, are, know each other in the last decade. I know you're sure a little bit longer, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that even the people that I know, Kivyachol, and Al-Al, Kviyavakaima, right? On Shabbos, I look at them sometimes, like, I have no idea who in the world you are. That makes the Torah of always become the Torah of, the, of now, of the moment. That is, that is the Koyach of Shabbos. He said that both on the level we look at our lives, at our wives, at our homes, at our friendships, at the, my relationship with the Torah. My relationship with the Torah. Oh, are you, are you going to come for laning? No, I, I, heard it, I heard it last year. Right? Why do you show up for Musaf? Shachos I can knock off and... Whatever, I like Kesser. But what about leaning? I, I read the, I, I know the plot. It's like, I'll tell you what happens next week too. It's a beseder, right? This is what Shabbos is all about. So now he ends off here. Again, this is just the beginning of, where we're, of, of, the, of a longer piece, which we're going to be developing in the next few weeks. But I wanted to put this last paragraph in because it, it, it opens us up to a lot of different areas in understanding Bichlal, the creation of the world, because... I mean, if we're going to say Kiddush tonight like it's the first time, we may as well like, invite much more newness into it, right? On the seventh day, there was Shvisa, there was refraining of doing any work. From all the, from all the whatever happened during the week. Two actions. God blesses Shabbos and God sanctifies Shabbos, right? Because this is the day that he's to refrain from doing any melacha, anything that he was doing. Now look, now listen to this paragraph. Everyone asks, why didn't God create Shabbos first and then the rest of the world? Anyone ever have that shine? Like, why did you wait till the... If you want the source of everything to come sprout from something so perfect, you should start with Shabbos. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday we'll be receiving the Koyach from the, from the beginning, from the Kedusha for the Reishis. The same reason we have the night before we have the day. In order to appreciate Shabbat, you have to go through the entire week in order to appreciate Shabbat. Yeah, that's it's that's the right? Huh? It's all the Hitchashvit. That's the thing that you need it at the end. Why did he create man last? Also, why? Mm, we're, we're, on purpose. <laughs> let's so, see. Let's see what he says. That that's that's already something else. So, he, the Shlomo says there was Shabbos before the creation, and then there was Shabbos after creation. Now, what was what was Shabbos before the creation? Like what? Nothing. Give give. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. Right. But the, but there was still Shabbos. This is the deepest thing in the world. Of course, the, of course, there was Shabbos. But what was Shabbos? <coughs> so to speak. Shilo style. It, it was ki'ilu, nothing. Nothing that nothing in what context? There's nobody to keep it. Sanctify. N- nothing that nothing that no one to discover anything new about themselves. Right. <laughs> there was no one to discover anything new about other people. There was God. Like we all know, the reason why en melech beloy am. So if there's no, if there's Shabbos, but there's no people, what is Hashem's Shabbos in the world? It's it's kivyachol nothing. It's 
Shvita, the way that my wife needed to get a, we need to get a blood test for our baby last week, and like chalishing, pouring, schleps out, and slicha, yevshar, lama, shvita. Shvita tachayot. My baby's purple, f- fever for eight days. Um, and and the nurses are right here. Oh, sorry, Eretz Yisrael, shvita. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Mamish, nothing. Okay, so listen to this. There was Shabbos before creation, and there was Shabbos after creation. Shilo, what you said is exactly the word that Rib Shlomo said. The Shabbos before creation, there's nothing there. Shabbos after creation is where I already think that I know the world. I know everything already. I'm, I'm already accustomed. And if we, what do we know about Adam Rishon? It says that he knew every. Every Yitzur, every creation, I know everything. I know everybody. So I know everything. I know everything already, and suddenly comes Shabbos, and this old world that I already know becomes new. This old world becomes so special. That's the beauty of why over here he's saying, of course what you're saying is true, and what you said is bivadai. But the, 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 the majestic role that this plays over here is that in our context... Shabbos had to come after, because if, it, if Shabbos didn't come at the end of the week, I'd be under the assumption that what I know about myself is, is like the real truth. And it's the, it's the gvul, it's the size. Like it really is, I can only reach that much if Shabbos came at the, in the beginning of the week. But Shabbos comes at the end of the week to keep on, we say in Hebrew, l'napetzat ha'ashlayot which means to burst our bubbles, right? To blast, to blast away the illusions of how far I could reach. Now, one thing that is very, I've noticed just on a, on a very personal level, and I'm, I'm getting much better at it. I used to have something that I thought was holy that completely took me out of Shabbos on Shabbos based on this teaching. And what's that? I already set for myself and printed out my printings before Shabbos of what I want to read a.k.a. have to read, would consume my Shabbos, and I wouldn't feel like it was like I'm really filling the quota of what I set myself up for before Shabbos. Now, Baruch Hashem, because the shul, I don't even try anymore. There's no... I used to... Mamish, I used to have all... You know what I mean? Printouts, the emails, the whole... Oh. But it's not just the printouts. It's not just the print... Honestly, if you took this with your children and sat with your wife and children over this and just chewed over it at one meal, it's the The point that I'm trying to say is that when it comes to even Shabbos, being in Shabbos, I could also experience a Shabbos where I don't allow myself to have the light that my wife brought in at the beginning of Shabbos. Why? Because of all these preconceived notions of what Shabbos is supposed to be like. What shul is supposed to be like. How much I'm going to show up. How much I'm not going to show up. Do you know how many people come to shul regularly late at the same time? Do you know why they do? No, do you know why, do you know why they do this? Only because they did it last week. Then if shul is a half hour earlier, they'll come exactly at the same late time. of the, of, it's, it's an amazing thing. There are people I see that come to me in the morning... It's unbelievable. It's, it's a gvul. Well, this is just what I do. 
I'm not that guy that shows up on time. Why? Because I wasn't last week. Yeah, but, the, but, your, light, but your wife lit candles this Shabbos, showing you that even with your own actions, you have no idea who you are. You have no idea who you are. You have no idea who you could become. As, as, as lema. Lema. You want to say something? I see this all the time with, in the therapy room, that people, for them, the past is always. So if the past is always, so they're enslaved to the past, and whatever was in the past, and they were suffered in the past, so they're going to suffer in the present, they're going to suffer in the future. And when, when they realize it doesn't have to be that way, then suddenly they're like, oh, like I have it now, you know? And it's like, suddenly they can be happy again. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Pesach, you want to say something? Yeah, it just came to mind. I think Chazal says something like, if you didn't keep two Shabbases, Mashiach would come. Right. So I'm thinking maybe it's talking not two Shabbases, okay, last week I kept Shabbos, this week I keep Shabbos, where's Mashiach? But <coughs> when I keep two Shabbos, it's the Shabbos of always and the Shabbos of the moment. Mean, oh, so you're saying that that happens, it happens simultaneously. Because you know what? There's a Gevalt Chazal. I just saw it last week. that uses the same Lashon about one Shabbos. And maybe that's what it means. Those in one Shabbos. I thought you were going to say something else in the beginning. I thought you were going to say, if we keep two Shabbos as meaning that the Chidush I realize about myself on Shabbos lasts throughout a whole week until the next Shabbos. And then I sanctif- I completely sanctified the chol, and my weekdays were completely not driven by the confines of of a world without Shabbos. But I like yours. I like you. No, no, I like yours better. I like yours better. Why wait? The Baba Rebbe would say, like, why? Why put more constraints on people? Let it be one Shabbos. Let it just be one Shabbos. You know. Just one Shabbos and Mordechai ben Yeah, listen, we can we can quote the, the, the big guns. It doesn't say just two Shabbos and we'll all be just one Shabbos. Let it be this Shabbos, please, Hashem. We should have a lot of help help with taking this Torah and what we say in Halacha over Lasiyasan, which means that this doesn't be over This doesn't mean, this doesn't become something that I know. You know what? Karbach says a great vort. Oh. No. No, we should merit to be Yidin that really live this teaching. Amen. In the schools of our holy Nashim Tzadkani Yasbezer Hashem. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos.